0: Hello, hello, hello. My guest this week is Leon Scott. He's a semi-professional footballer, a care worker for people with mental health problems, an Instagram influencer, and a model. He's also a practitioner of mindfulness. It's a non-typical set of attributes for especially someone who's quite young to have. And that's the reason that I wanted to get him on. His audience on Instagram is very big, and the message that he puts across is quite unique. talks a lot about virtues within life, happiness and non-material goods, whilst also being flown to Las Vegas and LA to do photo shoots and obviously operating on a platform which is usually quite transactional and surface deep. Uh, I wanted to give him an opportunity to put across an alternative point of view to the one of the typical Instagram influencer footballer mindset, and he didn't disappoint. I'm hoping that this will open a lot of people's eyes to where genuine happiness can and should be found. Please welcome Leon Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Leon Scott has joined me. Thank you for having me, mate. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming up. It's making me feel incredibly pale. And <laughs> I'm not used to I'm the co host of the show, Johnny and Yusuf. One's a powerlifter and one's a gymnast. So I'm not used to being the not, not the leanest person on the couch either. But I think we're competing with each other today, which is, which is totally fine. How are you? Are you good?
1: Yeah, I'm good, mate. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. You recently moved football teams, right? You're a new team. I did, mate, yeah. Um, I'm at Whippy Town at the minute, um, enjoying it. Uh, There's a few lads who I know that have played there. I've played there before. So um, it's a returning club, very friendly, family-ranked club. Um, So, yeah, I'm enjoying it, mate, and uh, it's good to be back enjoying the football.
0: Fantastic. So... For the viewers and the listeners that don't know you, Mm -hmm. can you give us a little bit of background about what it is that you do? You've got an interesting, eclectic mix of uh, elements of your life, and I want to try and give a nice background.
1: Um, A bit about my background. Well, in terms of social media-wise, how that sort of all kicked off was, I think it must have been about seven, eight years ago now. Um, I was quite lucky and fortunate. It was actually, funny or not, as you've mentioned, I was playing for Whitby Town. How it all started. Um, I was playing for Whippy Town, just normal football, going about a normal thing. And uh, there was a young guy with an idea of a clothing brand back then, seven eight, seven eight years ago. It wasn't really a big thing back then. Well, not many people done it. It was, uh, now you see every other person is making a clothing brand. up. But back then, it was one like, only your Nikes, your Adidas and so on and so on. Um. So yeah, he had an, he had an idea. He asked me, would I model his brand? Um, back then, I'd never done no modelling. I probably wasn't as confident in front of a camera. Um, so I said, "Yeah, yeah, let's give it a go." Um, he was from Scarborough. Met up at Scarborough, um, and we just done a few shoots. And funny enough, the brand now is probably one of the biggest brands within the industry that I've worked in, which that being Six Silk. Mm. Well, I mean, um, they
0: are. They were like the first. They mover, the, yeah, right?
1: they were the back then. They were the first people to do it. Yeah. Um, I believe they were the first people to do it. It was a big thing to get it on a reality TV star back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you could get it on someone from Johnny Shaw, from Towie, et cetera, et cetera, it was a big thing. Um, now it's just the norm. Um, so he managed to do that back then. and that That's was, all they wore. I remember, so you
0: know, anyone who remembers like the proper heyday, yeah. Scotty T and, yeah. and and Gaz and, and yeah. those guys, that was the... Yeah.
1: So that that was it. And that, that was his big break. Um because back then they wanted to wear it. Um, it. was it was okay to wear it. Now it's, it's I'll only wear it if yeah it's endorsements etc cetera, et cetera. So yeah. it's a lot harder now. Um, so yeah, so that, that's how it all started for me. Um, I modeled for him. Um, and then more brands approached me, um, Jim King being inspired, a lot of other big brands. Um, I think that big break came from foot asylum. Um, they approached me and asked me to do a campaign out in Abifa um, and for me it was something where I've always went on all day, so to go there and actually <laughs> be paid um, and be able to see yeah it was uh, it was a bit of an eye opener because I do remember we were doing a shoot in, uh, in Ocean Beach and it was all day season so <laughs> we've been sectioned off on one corner trying to do a photo shoot and everyone else is in Ocean Beach partying dancing and Brits, Brits abroad exactly giving it this and all that while while, (laughs) while I'm trying to keep a straight face. Um, So, yeah, that was a bit of an experience. But uh, from then, it's just been a a complete snowball effect for me. But um, on top of that, right at the start, I've always worked full-time. So it was quite hard to link it all together because my full-time job for six years was working with uh, people with autism and Down syndrome. Um, So although that was intense, that was very rewarding as well. So when I did get a chance to do the photo shoots, for me – it was more of a, not, not so much of a day off, but more of a like, wow, can I, is this, oh, I'm getting paid to do. It wasn't, didn't feel like work. Yeah. Um. So obviously when I went back to my normal day work, it, I, was, I was full of energy and very grateful of, of, of me being able to do that when these guys potentially maybe never experienced what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I did find a lot about myself in between all that. Um, And I just, it was just, like I say, a complete snowball effect. You got a big contrast there, right?
0: So Mm you, you know, you're going to go and work with people who've got learning difficulties Mm -hmm. and and real behavioural problems. And then you're going out to some of the best party destinations on the planet. Exactly. So it is a, I mean, that will be, must feel like a real contrast.
1: It was, it was, it was, like I say, that, that, I think that right at the early stages is where I did learn a lot about myself because there was some jobs I had been on and, you know, and. every job I went on, I am still to this day, like blown away by me. I'm getting paid for doing this, um, you know, and, and I think that's when it all started for me in terms of, um, like appreciate and all that type of stuff. Because when I went back to my day job, you know, it, it, it was just a complete, it was just two completely different fields of, of area of work. Um, so when I was on the modeling type thing, um, there was some people that I did do jobs with and and like they didn't really fully appreciate what they were doing or what they were given or the opportunities of where they are and what was going on. It was Mm -hmm. still a bit of a, sometimes a snotty attitude I'm the model I'm this. And I was just, sometimes that really confused me with people. Um, And to this day, seven, eight, nine years down the line, I still try not to give that type attitude, you know, Mm because some people, when they are in shoots, they believe or they still think that model is the model the model is the main person of the day. It's not, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's it's a collection of everything. You you're, there,
0: you're there at the at the behest of the show. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? You're there to give whatever clothes it is. It's the guy that designed the clothes exactly. and put 100, exactly, yeah. 150 different a, samples through. It's not through. about the model,
1: exactly. It's, yeah. it, 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 it's the brand that you're working with. Yeah. And again, I, I believe that's what got me a lot of work back. Not always my looks, I don't think. It was... It was it was the impression i given on the day and, and, and what I give back and my appreciation um, and I don't only just think that a lot of people said that mm-hmm. you know we, we loved working with you it was easy going it was we had a laugh it didn't feel like work with us um, so we'd like you to come back and do another shoot I mean um, you
0: know it's nice it's nice to hear that someone who goes into an industry that is quite um, shallow by its very nature like yeah, you, you are yeah. there for your looks yeah um, <clears throat> that if you do go, for, go there for that, that people are still taking notice of the way that you conduct yourself and things like oh, that? Oh, massively,
1: massively. I've, don't get me wrong, I think looks is a big thing. You see something and you're attracted to it straight away by the eye. But if there's no, if there's nothing past that, then it doesn't keep you there.
0: I agree. Uh, so what was the actual role that you were doing with uh, people with learning difficulties and people with autism? It was basically was
1: managing them to live their everyday life. Uh, what was the, What's the job role title? um support worker support so worker I was support work. so it's basically that they struggle to to live an everyday life as we do um things get up brush teeth get the bus go to college go to work um go to doctors go to hospital see family etc cetera, etc cetera. so we we'd help them and support them within that day um so I'd go to work I'd get delegated with one one individual um and I'd support him throughout his day make sure that he lived a life as normal as he could uh within his means as everyone else um, you know, because because they do struggle, like they wanted to go and visit parents. What bus do I get? Where do I go? We'd support them with that, and we'd make sure they're like I say, living life to the fullest as much as they can. Are you employed by the NHS for that? Um, it was no, it was a company by UVU. Um, the I believe they're based in Harrogate, right? But they have like they had about seven houses within the northeast, so
0: so people lived on site.
1: Yes, so it was a it was like a tenants of so it was a big house with five tenants in and. We had a staff team, said ten to fifteen people, and obviously with that's, but there was different houses around the area. But the house I was based and worked was, they were all young and very outgoing because that's what I liked, and not that I did go to the other houses, but there mm-hmm. were also the older age who liked to sit and watch telly and play board games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to get my full attention of my to be able for me to deliver the best I could I'd like to be more hands-on and like you know like pass on my fitness type of thing yeah. like going to football I brought some of them to my football games took them to the gym you know what I mean try, try to push them like a lot of them are young lads and wanted to live like young lads mm-hmm. but maybe didn't have the confidence maybe didn't have the support and, and that's what we were there for
0: that's awesome mm-hmm. so you've touched on it there that you also play football so we've gone through one part of your life which is the uh, the modeling on Instagram gone to another, which is the yeah. support worker, and yeah. you're also semi professional.
1: Yeah, semi professional. Back then, I was at Darlington, so uh, that was quite intense. I was a uh, Darlington's a very high level football it team, it was. Yeah, we were uh, for, I was there for six years and we won four promotions in that year. I was captain for three years, so that was a very successful uh, time at Darlington. Uh, we've won a lot of promotions. The club got um. The the they went down five leagues, there's a big story behind it. I don't know if you're not aware of it. Back then back then they, I think it was bankrupt, so they were in a big stadium, they dropped down five leagues. They'd have been at Feetham's, right? Yeah, that's right. So they dropped down. Um it's always been around like a professional club, as I haven't got a bad bad word to say about the club. Um, you know, the the big fan base for a non league team they still getting like one thousand five hundred through the gear, which some League Two clubs don't even get that. Um so yeah it was a very good time there we won like i say four promotions and so it was a little bit a lot i say hard it was it was hard but it wasn't hard because everything i was doing didn't feel like it was hard if you get me like it wasn't like i do like these guys that go to work and you know a, a bricky or whatever you want to call it, like i feel they graft i feel like that is hard work agreed and, you know, and so for everything I was doing, I was obviously modelling, flying around the world, going to work uh, in, in terms of support, support work, helping the young lads. And then I was going to football. None of that felt like I was really grafting apart from the only time was when I was going in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, that was the only time where I was coming away. I was thinking, God, I feel knackered here. Yeah. But yeah, I was just trying to keep all the three together and keep them all tight because, if one fell, I felt like it linked into the other and so on and so on. So I needed to keep in shape because of the modelling and I wasn't allowed to get too big because of the football, you know, and it wasn't allowed to get too tight because then I'd underperform at my job. So. It's a it, delicate balancing act. Yeah, it, it, it was hard and people say, how, how do you fit it all in? But <coughs> it's that old cliche, there's 24 hours in a day. And, you know, it's, it's some days where I've travelled to, to London and arrived at eight o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock at night I've got to be up at seven and there's a 24 hour gym or something in the hotel. I'll go down, I have a quick 45 minutes, half an hour, get to bed. So I would always make sure I had done something to keep within a feel good factor. Cause if I didn't, I felt it affected my attitude and the way I felt. So it was like, what's your
0: natural personality? What's your natural kind of mindset? Like, you know, without you, Um, if you've just got a normal day and you're going about your business, what's your mindset like? And then what's it like if you don't train? And then what's it like if you get it really good? Do you have swings and mood swings?
1: I wouldn't say mood swings in terms of, I'd, I'd feel, um, the more I tend to do, the more energy I've got, the less I do, the less energy I've got. So I like to stay busy in terms of going to the gym, being productive, um, if, if I find myself sat around doing nothing, I feel I always feel guilty on myself as if it's time wasted. Um, I find it hard to shut to off, uh, which my, my girlfriend always says, just relax. You're allowed to watch telly. You're allowed to do nothing. Mm. And I'm like, well, no, it's time wasted. Mm-hmm. I can be reading. I can be listening to podcasts. I can be working on something. I can be at the gym. I always feel like I've got to be doing something. And if I don't, I have learned to accept, which my mindfulness has has allowed me to do that. I have learned to accept that it is okay to do nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas in the past, I did struggle with it. And there's still times when I do struggle with it because, like I say, I like being very active Mm -hmm. in, in, in learning and progressing. Like, what have I done today that's made me feel better? Or what have I done today to improve? Or... These are the type of questions that I ask myself before I go to sleep each night, and if and if he ain't got an answer, any nine times out of ten I have a bad sleep because I can't wait to get up the next day to get after it. Yeah, to change these these answers that I've given myself.
0: Uh, It's interesting that there's a lot of parallels that I can draw between your experience and mine. You know, some of the some of the listeners at home may be surprised to hear that someone who is a semi-professional footballer and an mm-hmm. Instagram model and you know flying around the world modeling for brands that are worn by party boys and party girls yep. is also one of your main concerns is what sort of value am I adding to my life and the life as, lives of others yeah it sounds quite contrary right yeah it's a okay. different sort of mindset it,
1: it, yeah you can see why people think that and look at that but you know I what I, which is the reason I did release my two books it, it was to give some people back of what I've like done myself and learnt myself test trial and error. You know I mean? I always get, which goes back to my job of supported living. Um, I always get a kick out of helping someone maybe progress or, you know, just, just chatting to someone in terms of what can I help with? If I can't, maybe we can just have a chat and listen, you don't have to take it in, you know, but I'm always open to help and I want to help Mm -hmm. because I, I get like a, a little buzz off that that, that person has, has maybe learnt something off me or maybe I've passed something on I've learnt off someone else because I always feel like although I like to give advice I'm always wanting to learn as well I'm not I'm, ne- I'm never going to be a master I will always that, that the old saying I'm never going to be a master always be a learner you know I'm always yeah. wanting to learn Yeah. Um, so yeah it, it you can see it in, obviously, that type type of lifestyle, but... If you, if you take the headlines,
0: if you take the headlines, semi-professional footballer, Instagram yeah. wanker, all the rest of this stuff, yeah. you know, flying around the world, got a good-looking that, girlfriend and going on holidays and blah, blah, blah. But it's the same for me. Like, people say, ex-reality TV star, club promoter, does the Instagram that, thing, like, cunt. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, you can not, say it, and that, that, not,
1: that's just that's just painted on us by society. But them, them things like... It, it sounds crazy because I, I still to this day I don't believe I'm I'm not a model and mm-hmm. I I, I, I gen- just model <laughs> yeah I, I, exactly but I genuinely believe that because I've never for, in my eyes models are the guys that you know do do big fashion shows, sign to agencies, they're working with the, these big billboards, the aftershave, the watches. To me, them <laughs> guys are the models. We've just me personally and potentially like yourself and potentially the other guys that, who do the out there model. We've just gained a little bit of a following through social media and now we're used to model because of our following mm-hmm. um, because these brands know that we've got an alright following that's seen by a lot of younger kids whereas the, the real models with the agencies who are see they're like they're not really used by the clothing brands.
0: But the, the one of the main things as well with my experience especially in commercial modelling is that the I'd love if someone knows the statistics please comment below but <laughs> I think that probably 80 to 90% of what would be classed as modeling work will be e-com. So it'll just be some guy and a photographer and maybe a stylist, if you're lucky, on an infinity board in a studio, just shooting clothing shots. Mm -hmm. And you're like, because that's the highest volume. Anyone who's listening, you've gone on to JD Sports to have a look at the new top, the Nike top that's just gone up or whatever it might be. Like that photo needs to be constructed and it looks like it's maybe you know a two-second job. It's actually quite an arduous process to go through. And I think that that, and you know, that's where the real that I always make the joke, that's the only time that for me modeling never feels like work. Like it doesn't really feel like work when you're on location. It doesn't no, feel yeah, like work it's when it's always doing. e-com, yeah. Yeah. Like that particular, raft,
1: yeah, that's particular yeah, that then there's where I'm not hard work again. I was still all, all whenever I turned up I always grateful, but then were the days where I did turn up, say so I had to get the train six in the morning to get a Manchester tissue for foot asylum, and I'd look up the rail and it'd have like about forty, fifty t-shirts on. <laughs> the t when it's t-shirts as well, it just feels like it's not going down and yeah. you take one off are you're looking again. It's such a
0: any any models that are listening will know the feeling when you're looking at a rail on the other side of a, a, a photographer. <laughs> and you're just like, We've been going and then what you start to do is you look at how much time you've been in there for, work yeah. out how many garments you've shot, extrapolate that forward and then you're like, right. So I'm doing one T-shirt around about every for <laughs> 4 minutes and 15 seconds so if I really speed up video guy Dean's pissing himself behind the <laughs> camera because he knows exactly the pain that we're talking about
1: yeah but it was one of them it was back then I had really long hair so I guess I was like yeah. whipped back so it was like, I had to really like slowly get my T-shirt. Oh, all you're going to be delicate so, with yeah. the movement as Otherwise, well, yeah. if I just whacked it on quick, then I'd have to go to the makeup and hairstylist who would redo my hair. Oh. So it was like a it's long like the, process. Like fucking crystal, mate. <laughs> yeah, literally. But yeah, oh, yeah. then I'd, I'd look at the reel as you were saying there, and I'd although there was 50 T-shirts, I'd like, right, let's try and nail through, all. Oh, I'll be done by one. And from experience, I'd do that and then all of a sudden they'll bring another 50 and I'd be like, fuck. Yeah, that's what <laughs> so it. Yeah, from then on I'd be like, right, I'm just going to time it until it gets to four so they can't bring another 40 out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, you yeah, might as well knock off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: an, another thing as well, was it at the Sharp Project where you went for Foot Asylum? Uh, uh, where JD Sports shoot the Sharp Project in Manchester? Or is it Media City? Uh, no, it might have been the Sharp. It was out in, in industrial estate for huge, Foot big, Asylum. Huge, big thing and you check yeah. checking at the front. Yeah. It's all gated. Yeah. So... <clears throat> For anyone who doesn't know, JD Sports own uh, pretty much all of the. But they own blacks, which make uh, outdoor gear, or retail outdoor gear like Trespass and North Face and stuff like that. They've got Foot Asylum, they've got themselves, etc., etc. And you have never, ever seen a facility like this. So you'll have. Infinity wall uh, shooting studios. You'll have models facing models. So you'll have two photographers <laughs> working away from each other. If you can imagine like a an alleyway and at the end of each alleyway is a model that's facing each other. And in the middle of the alleyway is two photographers facing away from each other. And then you've got another alleyway next to it. And it's like four of these alleyways, each with a stylist, each with a photographer. <laughs> and then as the rail gets completed, the photographer will crop the photos to the um, particular aspect that's required to go up online. And then there's a mezzanine level, like a balcony that overlooks where the digital team is and something that you've photographed Twenty minutes ago, will be up online, ready to sell. Yeah, it is. Literally. It's a fucking force it of was, nature it, it that it was place. Like,
1: it was like a circle, literally. Yeah, and <clears> just <throat> just fire around and as soon as, as, soon as you shot it, it will be back on the website. When you when no, you see something just, like
0: that happen, that's when you realise just how sophisticated the e, e- commerce industry yeah, is now. Uh, like they're not fucking about.
1: No, literally it arrives and it's on the online so that. That was like, just, it just works so quick. But like I say, I, I used to always do every Thursdays, they'd have a certain model for a certain look, but they had these shoots nearly every day. You know, like this model suits this look, so we've got him for that. Day. Yeah. This model suits that, we've got him for that. They've day. got
0: um, they've got a set of analytics on the back end as well where they track the sales of garments based on the model. Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, oh, th- this particular guy's selling at a 5% better than this person. Yeah. And like, this is maybe for yourself as well as someone who's kind of got a bit of a uh, hunger for learning shit. Like I had to distract myself from wanting to understand the operation that was yeah. going on uh-huh. to actually focus on my job, which was getting the fucking photos taken. Yeah. Cause I just, I just wanted to be like, Oh right. So where does this go? Oh my God. And it's up, it goes straight up there and they can put it online uh, yeah. straight away. So, so, so how many do you do a day? How <laughs> many models is there? They're like, Chris, can you just,
1: so ma- on the fucking yeah. for me, please. So man was the other side of that. As you were really interested in that, I was always really interested in the photographer side. Yeah. So I would always walk over and say, oh, how would you take that? How would you learn that? Right, right. And I'd ask so many, just just go Leon, back. We you need to try take a on the other picture, side of the camera, place. Which is where later in life I progress and I've done photography courses now. Okay. So now I know I have like ISO and all this type of things, but I'm not massively known on it all, but it was always something like, wow, how's he got that shadow there? How's yep, he got yep. that light there? It's something I've always wanted to learn and progress in. So, yeah, like you're saying, you. My background background was on the Ox and you're on the photography. So,
0: you've touched on the mindfulness before, and I think this is where me and you probably have quite a lot in common. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you be able to explain the journey that you've had with regards to mindfulness and and where you started and what sort of learnings you've been exposed to and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, well, it all started with. I wasn't very well behaved at school in terms of. I had a very short attention span. I couldn't really sit in class and listen too much. I uh, wasn't very good at reading and writing, um, so it was like I used to always see people in all day reading books, and I used to think, why the fuck they're reading the book," you know. And and I'd like now I get it. Was that as a, was that as a kid maybe? As a kid, yeah, of course that was a kid, and I, I, I just didn't get. It. I used to think I'd rather be bombing in the pool. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be at the bar. Like yeah. you're wasting your time, but they're not now. Like I get it. You know what I mean? So. It comes into where my first book was my Motivation Manifesto by Brendan uh, Butcher. And uh, it was like, I read that and, I, and I, everything just started being so clear and making sense. And then I downloaded an app called Calm, which was free for seven days for anyone listening, maybe give it a go. Um, and I, I 50, it's like 15 minutes of meditation. And the reason I enjoyed it is because I put it into practice And it worked, actually, and it worked, you know, it was like, wow, this shit really works, like, I'd do it, and what I was getting told, I'd be like, all right, okay, I'm going to try that, and then I'd try it, and I'd get a good feeling or a good reaction back, so it was just like, it it just progressed, and then from the app, I started Googling courses, there's a course not far from me, um, the main Buddhist monk centre in Downton. And there's a guy that comes around our area every Monday and now We we'll I meet up with him. I've got very friendly with him. I've learnt a lot of him. Um, and and just, he, just when I walked into the room, my first I just remember my first day when I went into the room. Uh, I, I, just, it was, I just looked at him and just, without him even speaking, I was just like, you look so happy. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, and, and he sits tall and stuff at the front and... Uh, and the way he's telling his stories, and he's just chuckling at himself. And and he's saying, like, he's explaining, like, a pro- is a problem really a problem, like, going into detail. And I'm like, it's not, no, like, what you're saying is fucking powerful and it's real. It's, you're, like, I've never read this before. I've never experienced this before. And he used to always say himself, like, I ain't just saying this because I want to say it. I'm saying it because it really works, you know. This this is, this is type of stuff actually works, um, so try it, so yeah, it was one of them, where I, I did try it, I put things into practice, and it, and it just progressed, and every time, like, I do more, I want to do more, and more, and more, and more, so yeah, that that's what all started, it, it's, and I'm still on that journey now, I want, you know, I want to learn more, I want to go deeper, I want to maybe travel, and do more meditation, and learn more about it, and, um, I try to stick to 15 minutes a day. Some guys out there, that do two hours a day. You know, maybe I'm not, I know I, well, I don't think I know I'm not at that stage yet because mm-hmm. it, it's hard, but... It's very, very difficult, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I did at the start, don't get me wrong, at the start, we um, we went to the class, and one of my, me and my best mate, when we first went there, when I told you about, and some parts we did look at each other and chuckle and think, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and But back then we look at it, and it you know, and maybe that's why people don't do it because they think, whoa, whoa, close your eyes. Mm, they think it's all this type of stuff, but yeah. it's actually not. It's it, it's working on becoming a better person from within. You know, and a lot of people want to work on what looks good, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are blinded on working on what feels good. Fantastic, you fantastic point. I, mean?
0: I think one of the things that's super interesting is that doing, when you work in an industry like modelling, very transactional, very surface deep, and the whole Instagram thing it is a wash with people that have got undiagnosed um, mental health problems or charisma issues or uh, insecurities that they're then projecting on social media. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> something that I always thought would be hilarious would be if in some different iteration of the world, we were able to have an Instagram that instead of showing someone's outward condition was able to represent someone's inward condition. Mm-hmm. And if you were able to compare the person who's got a lot of followers and looks happy and is always, you know, in a fantastic place with on holiday, taking photos in the sunshine and smiling and laughing. And you think, okay, if we were actually able to flip that and show your internal state, what sort of photos would we see from that? Yeah. And I think you're totally right. The calm uh, apps, apps like headspace and calm are, they were a great introduction. Mm -hmm. Um, Guided meditation is fantastic for people who need to make an entry into, yeah. into meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, to hear that you said that doing two hours a day is difficult and people think, Oh, you're just sitting, sitting alone with your thoughts. How hard can it mm-hmm. be? Let me tell you, I went and did a uh, meditation retreat in between Christmas and New Year. Mm-hmm. So there's a place at Belsay up here, a Tibetan temple that we went to go and. And myself and Yusuf, who's done a ten day, ten hours a day retreat previously, yeah. So he was he was already quite well conditioned towards this, but for me it was going to be new ground. Yeah. And um, the plan was to do to total ten hours of cumulative practice throughout the day, and we got to six, and I just had nothing left in the tank. Uh And it's it's difficult for me to describe what it feels like to have nothing left in the tank with regards to meditation, because inherently it's quite a relaxed environment to be in but when your day is spent silencing your mind noticing thoughts as they arise into consciousness labeling them and getting rid of them and then starting again and focusing on your breath like it's it like doing what it's the same as it's doing a marathon tiring,
1: yeah. it's tiring it really is yeah but that that's what that's that's what i mean but a lot of people you worked at that and you kept going on that and that's obviously sort of the stage that i'm at and like my girlfriend, she does it sometimes with me, but sometimes she struggles with these thoughts that come and uh-huh. whatever comes. Uh-huh. So, but she only thinks of these thoughts when she tries to meditate. Mm. So she tries to keep herself busy other ways so she doesn't think of these thoughts. Yes. Um. So she she she's learning. She's getting better. But what I try to pass to her that that's normal. That's okay. You know, uh-huh. these these thoughts will come. You know, it, it's learned to accept. And and and, and like you say. Brushing them aside, they'll come again. Accept brushing them aside, and it's like anything, you know. You go to the gym, you train your bicep, you do it twice, you do three arms, it gets bigger, it gets little stronger, it gets wiser, and it's exactly the same as the mind. Like I say it well, you do thirty seconds today. Right, okay, we'll do forty seconds tomorrow. Progressive overload yeah, yeah, is key, exactly, man. Like, yeah, and that, and that's that's key, and it's just it's every day you just you know just that little more, that little more, and the, and these thoughts become less, you know, and. and them thoughts that you used to think of in the first 10 seconds, you might not even think about for the first four minutes. Totally right. Um, I think,
0: you know, what, what I've found, especially as my practice has deepened and uh, Brian, my meditation coach will be listening now from America. um, What I've realized as my meditation practice has deepened recently is not necessarily that the thoughts don't arise. It's that your capacity to be able to deal with them is just so much, so much more, um, so much stronger and the ability to let go. Yeah, you know, that's something arises and go. you can just let go. Yeah. That, um, that,
1: I think that, that's, the, that's the main point for me. Learning, you know, sometimes these thoughts, regardless, these thoughts will always come. They will, I, I believe until I get deeper or further, who knows, but the thoughts will always come, but the connections with the thoughts for me has got weaker. Mm, um,
0: you it don't identify as much anymore, right?
1: Yeah, you know, exactly. So it, it's not like I, I, the come, they're there, you go. They'll come, you know, whereas before they'll come and I'll be like, Oh, oh you're like, attached, get, yeah, I'm you... getting, getting really annoyed with it and, and couldn't fully understand why I was getting them forward, so I fully understand like why that was happening. And then, but now I'm last, like, so
0: well, you but, either there's yeah. only two ways based on the Shin Young book that I'm reading at the moment. There's two things that happen you either identify with them or you suppress them, mm-hmm. so it's an attachment or it's a suppression, yeah. And you're like, Right, okay, I don't want to do either of those things because if you try and suppress thoughts, that's still not dealing with it, no. that's putting a, a uh, cloth over the top of the just tail of birth yeah, yeah exactly it's oh. not working you're not actually dealing with it and the, the same thing is when you begin to identify with them you're like right okay well now I'm like I've jumped into it like, I don't yeah. need to do that either I just yeah. need to accept it for what it is and let it go so uh-huh. something else that I really <clears throat> I really wanted to talk about was your training Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, a lot of people know you online from the fact that you do online courses and you are in, in good condition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How do you think that marrying the the mindfulness and, and the training stuff and your sport as well has, has working on your mind helped you with regards to your oh, performance in the gym and your performance at football?
1: Massively. Um, in terms of football, I used to be, a... I still sort of am because it's sort of my game, um, a really aggressive player. Um, I'm a centre mate, the aggressive the ball tackler break it up pass it on move it on the not so talented one modern day Vinnie Jones exactly Um, so yeah so but it's like me as I've got older, the mindfulness to control these you know I've got a lot of sending offs back in my day but now I'm a bit more a bit more clever about the way I go about things because like I say the mindfulness has helped me with that to deal with like you will always get the odd player winding each other up but I always feel like I can win that mental battle when we're winding each other up now, you know. So so the, the mindfulness definitely helped me on the football pitch um, and also like learning to control situations and the heat of the moment because um, everything that arises for me, not just in the football, but in life, in the gym, my first thought is practice. It's training. It's training. You know, so if I become if, if a difficult, challenge comes ahead. Perfect opportunity for my mind to get trained now. Mm. Um instead of, oh shit, I can't deal with this. For me, it's like, oh brilliant. This this problem's come up. So this is a perfect opportunity for my mind to to tackle this problem and overcome this problem. And without this problem, my mind wouldn't get stronger. Um so things like that on the pitch in my mind, like the mindfulness has definitely helped me. Within the gym, it's made things a lot more clear and a lot more um acceptable for me, you know, like like I said, back in the day where I got really big and it wasn't acceptable for modelling and I'd have to trim down for football, you know. So there was a bit of a, like, a, I was always battling with things. So now I feel like i found that, like, that, you know, like, that fight club lean type look that everyone types like, you know. I wouldn't say everyone, but majority of people do like that lean look, um, all each to their own. I know some have got to do competitions, et cetera, et cetera, so... But yeah, I think overall the mindfulness I think has massively helped me in 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 all everything I do, my work, my football, my gym, um, which is why I like I said, which is why I put it into practice. Like anyone watching, give it a go and put it into practice, and you will see. It's not it's not just me saying it because I want you to do it or you know I'm We're saying. We're not in a commission because, scheme here. Yeah. For meditation, worldwide meditation. I mean, I'm minute. just saying it because it, it it's worked. Like the the, the shit's like it's. It's up. I would not do. I will put this way. you won't continue to do something that's not working. That's not True. giving you well, good you feelings. Know, you look
0: at you know as a good example as well for yourself. You are a a guy that wants to try and continue to refine different elements of his life, right? Yeah. So you're looking at. I didn't read. Now I read. And I didn't approach football in this way and now I do. And I used to train in this particular fashion, but I found that this worked better for me. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. Like, yeah. do you think it, that if mindfulness wasn't working for you, that you just continue to smash your head against the wall for 15 minutes every single day? No, yeah. you wouldn't. You would, you well, would, you're doing it true. because you get this thing out of it. I, th- I think, I what do you think is the UK's or the, the normal UK, um, young person's approach towards when you, when you mention mindfulness? Because sometimes when I say it to people, I just get this look, and it's like a—I I don't know. I it's, think, like a, I it's, it's like it's like I've spoken about being a fucking stamp collector. Yeah, or well,
1: something. going back to my younger days, how I would have thought if you told me when I was a bit younger uh, and probably the rebel that I was and a little bit of that background. But if you told me it, then I'd be like, yeah, no. My Sit first alone picture, with my thoughts for yeah. 15, a well, my first thought is these guys in these dresses, and you know, it's like, oh, who the fuck wants to do that? And that—that's but probably majority of what a lot of lads or younger lads would do or are they made to be like what, you sit there with a monk who meditates, whoa, that's not cool. You know, but it's like, but you go to the gym and you're working on your outer look. How about try and work on your inner look and see the difference in how you feel? So it's just becoming, you know, more aware and showing people that it works and and, and letting people accept it, you know, and and, and doing it. So so, yeah, it's one of them. It's, I think it's a bit, not daunting, but maybe a bit, it's not a bit manly for a man to sit and very, do, a, very do a meditation so. and I, think,
0: for... I, I think that's that's a good point that, as you know, when both Northern lads, like we're both from Teesside, like it's not the sort of place that I heard meditation talked about an awful lot as I grew up. No. Like, and, you know, maybe if we were in LA yeah. and there was like a oh. fucking juice bar on every corner yeah. and, you know, everyone's vegan and the you know, wearing no, not wearing any shoes. Everyone's yeah. walking around fucking yeah. then barefoot. it becomes type cool. It's literally. just, it's more, I think that kind of more progressive side of things is, is there. And obviously America's got a lot of different influences on it. It's quite fast moving. Um, mm. There's something inherent as well. I think in the British people that everything's just a bit shit. Yeah. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like everyone's like the weather's crap. Yeah. Know, it's fast, just that type of And there's traffic it, yeah. and there's this yeah. and there's that. And I think everyone tends to be a little bit more critical about it. But
1: what? But that, think- that, that that thats what I mean. That is the for me. That is the reason why you need to do it. Yes. You, well, you know, got to deal with the shit traffic yeah, and the shit weather. Exactly. So so obviously, by by constantly like, you've got shit weather. You can't change the weather. The weather's shit. You got shit traffic. You can't change that. <laughs> but what you can change is your feeling and your attitude towards that. You know, and and that's where people think, oh fucking traffic, oh fucking weather. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna continue to do that and moan about that all your life. Are you going to try and deal with it in another way so you can sit in the traffic and accept the traffic That's so you can it. walk out in the rain and enjoy the rain? 100%. You know, and it, 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 it's not always. Don't get me wrong; it's not always going to be like oh, ah, yeah. we, we all love the sun, um, so but it, it's working towards that and making them feelings a little bit better. You know, when when we go to work and we sat in traffic and we're beeping our own, but maybe just sit there and chill out and just accept it. But well, I and think smile
0: you know, at it. I wrote a wrote a. a Article that right now will be out in muscle and fitness for this, uh, this particular month, for the month of February. And it was on mindful muscle, I called it. And it was mm-hmm. a two and a half thousand word, um, testimonial to mindfulness training and then a couple of prescriptive meditations that you can do yourself. And, um, in that, one of the parting thoughts that I had was that your mind is all that you have and it's all that you've ever had mm-hmm. and your life shouldn't be spent at the mercy of the next action or thought that comes careening into your comf- consciousness. Yeah. Like if you spend your entire life at the mercy of things that are outside of your control, you're literally handing your life over to everything else. If it's you painful, if right. you know that traffic will set you off and the weather will set you off and you misses having an argument will set you off and this, that and the other, you're literally handing control of your life over to something or someone else
1: that isn't you—it's out you. of your control. Man. It is. There was a there was a data on that there was some type of diagram a few years ago that I seen in terms of like you're seeing the traffic, you know, you, all these little things that annoy you. Is, is that is it's like a bucket type thing, and you know if you get up on the morning and, and you stand on something like fuck like an so the book plug. goes up yeah exactly and it goes up then you go and look for your toothbrush you can't find it you get even more annoyed the book it goes higher you know then you can't find your car keys it goes higher then the smallest thing like the light changes from amber to red just before you get there it's fuck, <laughs> and it's like, now the bucket overflows, so it's instead of like, oh, instead of standing on that plug, of like, right, okay, I've let, like, let go, it's gone, yeah. and then bring it back down, but like, that's, what, that's what you're on about there, it's like little things annoy you, annoy you, and then you'll have this real big outburst, maybe when you get to where, and you think, two minutes uh, after you think, oh fuck, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have, have done that, that. Yeah. yeah, and because it's all come from, these little build ups, that you've not let go of, and you're still holding on to, and getting really aggressive, and really annoyed at, you know,
0: but it's the straw that broke the camel's yeah, back, right? But
1: you can't. But we can't see that, or because it's within the mind. It's and is that all? Saying of, you know, if if I give you a hot call in your hand, what would be the first thing you'd do? You'd leave go of it, yeah. You know, so if, if if a thought's hurting you and bringing you pain, why are you still walking around with it? Like, oh, Chris. You do my head in you. So I'm going to walk around all day. Yeah. And like that to, that's, that's just painful, you know? So like, all right, Chris is me and so I'll let go. Yeah. Gone. And it's like, if people can visually see that which is what I've learned and what I've learned. If you could visually see that, you'd let go of it straight away. Well, they say
0: anger is holding onto a hot coal in the yeah. hopes of throwing it at somebody else.
1: Exactly, yeah. So you're just walking around trying to look for someone else to, to let Unlo- it out. Unload your, yeah, your to, anger. Yeah, and then, and then after that, become regret and everything else. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to
0: move on to was talking about the platform that you've got and mm-hmm. that other people have online and what they're using that for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you were to... Try and w- w- how would you define the message that you want to try and get across to people?
1: Um, the message to trying to get across to people like there's a lot of opportunities out there to keep learning and progressing, um, whatever field you're working in, whatever area you're wanting to improve. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, and that I'm still learning that, and, and that's why I'm still progressing into that. Um, I'm just trying to give off not this luxury life that don't get me wrong a lot of people like it it is good to have but you've got to try and the journey I'm on is trying to find happiness from within you know and and I'm putting that back to people what I'm learning I'm wanting to put back to people so yeah it's a it's a big journey but that's one of the main reasons that I want to use my social or my platform from I do get it I do understand uh, there's a lot of big people out there that you do have to use it for some type of income, you know, some work. You've got to do sponsored posts. I do get that and there will be times where I may have to do that. But those, the main reasons is obviously i want to push out there that there is also faults. There's not always, you know, it's not always luxuries. What, does, what does happiness mean to you then? Happiness means to me um, helping others progress within the life um, and finding more about themselves. I'd like to say. So I'm I, like I said I'm still learning that about myself so I can't you know if if my loved ones are happy around me the people who I love um, are comfortable happy and pain free um I think I think that that is my overall aim it, it's amazing to have all these luxuries and attachments that go with it but it, I think that become that comes because of society and what people are pushing on you and he's got the latest trainers so I've got the but would you really get them if it wasn't a trend, if it wasn't a fashion, etc. You know, it's 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 finding something else that makes you happy and not something that's an attachment.
0: Yeah. I mean the hedonic treadmill, there's a, a really interesting study that Yusuf cites all the time where he talks about people who become disabled and lose the use of their legs. And people who win the lottery and have like an un- essentially an unlimited amount of money, their self-rated happiness after six months is the same. Mm. So they have this particular baseline of happiness at month zero. Then this incident occurs, and they split off. And then by the time you get back to six months, both of them have adapted. Right. So I think people that presume that material goods will bring them happiness are chasing down a. Mm. Uh, 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 an endless treadmill that's not really actually got anything at the end of it.
1: Exactly. But like, um, I recently learned that one of my courses on my uh, meditation that, you know, attachments will eventually cause suffering and pain. You know, if you're relying on attachment for your happiness, you know, Oh, I want the next big car. Okay. I've got the car oh now I want another car so you're off like you're saying now you're forever chasing someone for your happiness that's only giving you temporary happiness and again this is something I'm learning and wanting to progress in terms of trying to find happiness from within so I'm just happy just sat here with you chatting mm-hmm. you know and like all I do don't get me wrong I'm I'm not saying I don't like a nice car I don't like nice clothes because that's the industry that I'm in mm-hmm. you know and that's the industry that sometimes I feel like I've got to be in to um, to. T- t- to still have the connection, to be able to still speak and pass the message, you still got to come across cool and not crazy. If you, you give
0: if you were given the choice, would you just be in a pair of elephant pants and barefoot?
1: Yeah, I really would. If that, if that, if that was acceptable, but again, that's me. Um, how can I say it? If that was acceptable in terms of, because if, if if I'd just done that now, people would go, "Lions lost the plot." <laughs> Literally, <laughs> and no one would listen to me and what I'm trying to pass out and what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Um, you know. So there's a lot of celebrities that's done it where people think, "Oh, he's gone crazy." But when you look, like Jim Carrey, it, there you go. Perfect example. I was going to say Keanu Reeves, but yeah, Jim, Keanu, Keanu
0: Reeves is just just as mental.
1: Really. Yeah. um, So yeah. So these type of people where people go, "Oh, they've lost the plot," and then actually, if you look into what they're trying to say and what they're trying to deliver, he's not he's fucking enlightened. Yeah, they've not life. lost the plot. That. But a lot of these people, are like, oh, he's gone crazy. They've not. But that's what I'm saying. If me and you all of a sudden just barefoot elephant pants yeah, a, been, and a string, these two lads have gone kind of fucking daft. Yeah.
0: You know? then, so I think you've you've touched on something that's really interesting there, which is that a, an easy criticism of what you've put across and what I what I put across as well is yeah, like good one, mate. You talk about all of this. Mindfulness bollocks, but mm. like, you know, you still drive around in a nice car and you still like wear nice clothes and y- you know, you still upload topless photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not uploading a, fo- a nice photo of a piece of tree bark or something like yeah. that. And I think the point that is the dual edged sword of this is that you still need to play the game. Yeah. We have to play the game. Uh-huh. And you, as you've said, the it's, particular rule, the rule
1: that you're given type thing and that, you know, you, you need to you can't just jump from one thing to another when people aren't ready. Well, they,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you need to capitalise on the effective strategies within the particular platform that you're trying to do. Like, mm. it's it's all well and good, you being a fantastic footballer, but if you turn up to practice <laughs> with a tennis racket, it doesn't matter. You're not you are no longer playing the game. Yeah. And Instagram has, uh, the social media platform in general, it has a, a set of rules. But I, I think that one thing that is very positive is the fact that you're able to try and put across an image which is still within that, but on the other side a message, which is maybe trying to progress people's minds a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in 10 years' time, if you go full Jim Carrey and you've got a
1: beard <laughs> yeah. and you've got the so you know, Then on. you know why. Exactly. It's, 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 it's been a gone. journey. It's just it a hasn't fucking just, long game. I yeah, just needed yeah. to bring you with me. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't just been like, boom. You know, it, 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 it's like a progression thing where you can see... Maybe yeah, he's getting he's getting more crazy and yeah, crazy he's yeah. More, more, yeah. more and more ridiculous. You know, yeah, but I'll go with him, I'll see what yeah, he does. And, and that is why I'm that's like perfect with what you saying, you've got to play the game until you know, you you've got to slowly give the give people what I'm learning, which obviously the people who I'm learning off, that's what I'm feeling off them. Cause if I just turned up with a Buddhist monk one day my mate <laughs> would be like, Are you taking the piss? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm still a lad, i am still like I still have a laugh, I still piss about, I still have a drink, I still do all the lad things. But in my spare time, I'm still wanting to learn about myself, you know, with inside myself. Yeah, I think it's something that I often
0: get conflicted about, which is that there's certain elements of the game that needs to be played, with, whether it be to do with club promo or, you know, for me particularly, one of them is the fact that I need to use my phone and I need to continue to use the Instagram platform and and my other socials to grow my exposure which enables me to put things that I genuinely value, like this podcast and other projects Mm -hmm. that I've got coming up across, uh, having to do that whilst not actually believing in the platform itself. Like, you know, if I was able to do it in another way, like if I was able to, if I was able to grow my exposure through meditation hours, fuck, like Uh, meet meet me on the cushion. Do you know what I mean? So, but it's it's difficult. Do you ever get conflicted with that, with having to do the Instagram thing whilst you? you know?
1: Yeah, well, like 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 you just touched upon that. I'd love to, you know, go to a meditation class and 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 you know, video or take pictures of the meditation. And which that, I do. That be the content. Yeah, yeah, which which is what I the way I try to break it up is my stories for that, and my main pages are for more of a, of a message, more of a you know like like my projects in terms of like my books, uh, my my six weeks that I've just put on, that's what I'm wanting to do to help people. So everything that I'm learning, I'm wanting to help in that way. So I still need to, I need to practice, I need to, you know, Practice what I preach type thing. There's no point in me saying I oh, lean three six five and me being fat three six five. You know <laughs> these type of things. That's one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I need to. I, it's not. That's the message I'm trying to put across on my page. But with that, with me working with my physique, I'm also trying to show within the captions that the mind type of things because I can't exactly show my mind on a picture. Yeah. But I try to show what my mind's saying or what my mind's learned. Yeah. But the image of the picture is is the physique what people want to see or yeah. what they want to. What what I should, I assume they want to see maybe they want to see different maybe, maybe Dad bod's coming back yeah maybe
0: we'll do Balkan series if we come back in if we come back in twelve months time and Dad we'll bod do a, a Dad read,
1: on the city fine that would, that would be great summer Dad bod, yeah around or we could like just a, just, yeah, a few <laughs> burgers there then. Yeah. I mean
0: that would be great I, I hate having to be in a fucking deficit <laughs> um, but yeah like I I think you you're right and for people out there who are maybe thinking that. Um, yeah it's quite easy to see the lifestyles and stuff that get put across on Instagram and take them at face value. But we've got somebody here, two people sat on the same couch Mm -hmm. who are both saying that the images that we put across are us playing the game Mm -hmm. and still something that we're proud about. You know, there's photo shoots Mm -hmm. that I'm sure that you love and there's ones that I love as well. And, you know, I think fuck, I really, really like that photo of me. Uh I think that photo is awesome, but it's not me. That's mm-hmm. not that's not the essence of who I am. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily the essence of who you are either. It's mm-hmm. like, look, like, if there is someone that you really, really idolize, think about the message that they're putting across and be maybe a little bit more critical about how high of a pedestal should I put this person on? Like, mm-hmm. is it just the fact that they're good looking or have they actually got values that I care about? Mm-hmm. Have they actually got a level of integrity that I would want for myself? Mm-hmm. And a, an easy litmus test, the canary in the coal mine for this is, do you genuinely, genuinely think that that person's happy? Uh-huh. Like Because for the most, like, I know, you know, both you and me so, will know shitloads of people that work a lot on Instagram and have a big following
1: and this, that, and the other, and they're fucking miserable. Yeah, and that's why I'm sad and that's why I preach you, put the meditation, put the learning, put the reading, put it into practice because there has been times and there still is times... When I'm un- I'm unhappy, I still get thoughts and feelings where I'm I'm sad and I'm 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 upset and you know. But these thoughts, these feelings, these moments have become easier for me. Become less of a problem for me. You know, I still get them, and I will always get them until I get further. Maybe, maybe they might go, maybe they won't. But you know, as people, it are constantly still going on about maybe not going on, but still having these problems and still suffering these thoughts and feelings but they're doing nothing about it. Yeah. Um, so, which is even what,
0: doubling down on covering them up.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. Or trying to hide them, trying to run for them, trying to pretend that they're happy with the, the latest car, the latest clothing. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that does make you happy. It makes me happy. It would make you happy if you went and bought like a brand new pair of trainers. It does us all but maybe for a short space of time is not wrong with still doing that Mm -hmm. but also working on yourself from within you know but is it like the meshes I try to put across if you try to combine them both well even all three you know your lifestyle you live um, your mindfulness from within and the look on the outside in terms of your fitness whatever that if you can combine all them three then you will start to find some like some middle ground of happiness Mm -hmm. and then that's something that I'm searching for and still looking at every day yeah
0: that's awesome, man. So yeah. before we finish up, are there any resources or books that you would recommend to people? Any websites or blogs that you often yeah. visit?
1: Um, well, there's an app. Obviously, the Calm app that we spoke about. I've got mm-hmm. as a reading app that I always use called Medium. Have you ever heard of that? Medium's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So again, any any topic that you're interested in, just download the app Medium, search the topic brings anything up um, and just have a read on it, you know, and they're only like 10, five minutes, 15 minutes, little art- articles that you can read and find some really useful information. There's can you get a seven days um, trial, so you can do it seven days. If you don't feel anything from it, you don't, if you do, you can get the app for a bit longer. Um, Motivation manifesto is one of the best books I read. Uh, maybe try and find in one of your local Buddhist centers, um, give it a go see how you feel again it's putting these things into practice like i'll be the first to say i wasn't the best reader at school and i'm still not now you know like which is why i'll only read for 15 20 minutes max half an hour i'm not one of these who can sit and read for two three hours book out in A in day. yeah, yeah. You know, I, my head just goes all over and i'm thinking of this thinking of that but it's getting better you know and, and a lot of my mates and even my family are like what you read now <laughs> like it was it, probably the last thing I'd ever think of you know when I was back at school even in college when I played football for Middlesbrough because I just didn't get it but now I get it I get what they're doing they're working on it doesn't even have to be working it might be just a really nice story that you've like good you, fiction yeah, you enjoy, you, you, yeah. you're just getting lost like it's just sometimes in a book you just like you know it's like wow wow. you just get lost of what's actually out there you know and, and disengaged from everything else and it, it's relaxing and it's peaceful so yeah The reading is um, Harley Performance Habits, is it? Brendan Butcher's High Performance performance Habits, that's the one. That's a really good book in terms of business and and applying maybe what goals you've got, maybe what ambitions you've got, um, getting the best out of yourself, getting the best out of your team, what's around you, the resources. Um, So that book was good for that. Um, so yeah, that, that's a few things that I would... I'm a recommend. massive fan
0: of Medium. Um, we spoke about it on a life a previous life Hacks episode, but it's just like the best curated news site that you've ever heard of. So imagine the top filtering of every blog on the planet. Um, and it's submitted, the app's beautiful. It remembers your place. You can, um, you get suggestions sent to you. It's like if Facebook was meant for learning shit. Yeah. Like, and every, it's like, oh, you recently read something about, um cryptocurrency so here's something else that kind of is associated with that and it learns over time I I absolutely love it I'm a massive massive fan Um, so Leon where can the listeners find you online
1: Um, you can find me on my Instagram Leon Free Scott or you can find me on my website it's just leon-scott.com fantastic Um, and if there's anything you want to ask me uh, just drop it in my comments on the latest uh, latest picture or DM me if there's anything I can help with I'll find the time and I'll get back to you
0: Man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very
1: much for having me, man. Thank you. Thank you. you next time. <laughs>